Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Council. We are joined, as always, by Jack Muir, Hong Kong board member. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, uh, Ree Harry. Um, we're recording this while the charity shield's on, um, so uh, that's going to be good. Jeez, uh, I'm saying I'm an R a lot, aren't I? I know we did get some feedback not to say that, but um, what I did want to say was you mentioned our, our sponsors last week, uh, Rugby Pass. I did. But what you did was you focused a lot on the, let's say, the union or the or the rara they show. Apologies. Um, as a subscriber. They actually do, they provide the league coverage in Asia as well. So we really need to give uh, Rugby Pass their dues there. Um, they do provide Rugby League, and that's why we partnered with them. We would not have partnered with them if they were just a union channel. So I just wanted to clear that up, Rehari. Yeah, and you, you've used the site a number of times. So in terms of, you know, when Satanta often will throw Rugby League off when there's a clash, um, Rugby Pass, you can pretty much get it every time you want. Oh, yeah, it, it, anytime you want and it's on demand so obviously for the the northern hemisphere fans like they've got to watch some of their super league games like 3 a.m they can actually just watch it when they wake up so it's a a lot better there and gee was i lost a lot of years off my life having to deal with uh Satenta. they would just do some ridiculous stuff like they would show new zealand provincial foot like i don't know southland versus hawks bay ahead of a league test match. It was ridiculous. And I threatened once to bomb their headquarters, but they never let me know where it was. <laughs> I actually do remember uh, reading that email. But, um, mate, big up to Rugby Pass. Totally agree. They've been behind us for this uh, second season of Legal Council. Um, another thing for the listeners, that we're on SoundCloud, so find us on Legal Council and like us there. And as of Thursday last week, the promises that we made to get on iTunes um, was actually surprisingly easy and we didn't have to set up a website. Um, so we're on, check us out on iTunes, like us, Legal Counsel, obviously you know the name, um, and like us, rate us five stars, give us a decent review, and then we'll start appearing higher in the ratings. So this is part and subscribe. two. subscribe. They've got to subscribe, Ree Harry. Subscribe, download, do all the good stuff. This is part two of a two-part show. We did part one last week. It's season preview, 2017. And we're going to touch on, Jack, who is the first club? Is the Panthers, my minor premiers for 2017. Um, I'll quickly run through the ins and outs of the side. Um, very, very well-coached side. A lot of sort of debate around Anthony Griffin. Kicked out Ivan Cleary, which is a huge call, but Gussie, um, he doesn't do things in halves. The ends this year, Jimmy Tamo, the turncoat, Tim Brown, underrated signing from the doggies, Michael Oldfield, um, Darren Nichols, don't know him, Mitch Rayner, horrific player Michael from the Oldfield, Dragons. the Tongan international. Oh, yeah, he is too. Yeah, quote, he's as, um, he's as white as a ghost, though. And out, <laughs> you've got George Jennings, Zach Hardacre, Jeremy Lattimore, honest footballer, Siwa Martangi, Chris Grimsville, where did Chris Grimsville go? He must have went to the UK or... Because he was a North Queensland... He's a Queenslander. Yeah, he, I think he must have some sort of issues because he went to South Sydney. So I heard people call him the young Gordon Tallis and he got a lot of reps, uh, good reps last year, but sort of never really did anything. He's a scary-looking bloke. And Will Smith gone to the Eels. Panthers, big opportunity this year for them. I think it's one of those... Um, they've got talent all around the park. 
Um, they've got the young halves in Nathan Cleary and Timare Martin, the Māori Ema. I think they'll be the first-choice halves pairings. Matt Moylan at the back. I've heard a lot of people say that he'll be the Dalian player of the year this year. Not a bad punt. I'm still Sammy Burgess man myself. And then they've just got class in the back row. I think Tyron Peachy might start on the centres, but he'll eventually get into the second row with your Cartwrights, your Isaiah Yo's of the world. And then, you know, some big boys up front. Jimmy Tamo, I don't think is a good signing. He looked good at the nines. But you just don't need to spend money on prop forwards these days. What do you think? Uh, look, I, I think the Panthers uh, do look very good, and they're going to be there or thereabouts. Um, you've went on there a lot about their back line, um, mm. but I think what the Panthers can do, they can reinvent themselves as actually the, uh, how do you call it, the hitmen or the, the forward pack that just demolishes other teams because I've had some feedback from some of the trial form that like the Lalani Latus and mm. this Ekaloa bloke, they're yeah. just smashing uh, teams. And I saw a bit of the Bulldogs trial actually the other week. I just saw the highlights. And they were flying out, smashing people. And I know you've got questions on Tamo. He did look good at the nines. Mm. Um, yeah, but I think they can turn that forward pack into like a... Uh, uh, like a, uh, a real enforcers. Unfortunately, McKendry went off yesterday in the trial against Parramatta. So that's a, I know you're not a big McKendry fan, but that's no. a bit of a loss to the forward pack, you know. Yeah, well, I just look at, you know, they've let go Jeremy Lattimore, Siwa Matangi, and those are just honest first-grade uh, prop forwards. And then they spend a lot of money on Tamo. I don't think there's a much difference between those guys and him. Sure, he's a representative player, but... There's- the difference in a really good prop forward these days is I don't think it's a position that you want to spend a lot of money on. Um, I'd save that for, for the real sort of spine position. But Penrith, a lot of sort of um, a lot of talk about them. They snuck into the eight last well, year. What about, Cartwright, what, about, what about Bryce Cartwright's uh, off-season issues? Well, he got sort of, what was it, a phone sex scandal or something? His, his ex-missus nah, had controversial... He just got out cheating on that. Uh, Mouldy Princess, and she put it all over Facebook. And then I ended up getting Bryce Cartwright's uh, number. I don't mm. know how I did it. Oh, because she posted it on Facebook. So I put <laughs> it straight into my contacts. Mm. Then I tried to WhatsApp him. Mm. Um, it was definitely Bryce Cartwright because he had his photo on his profile, but he didn't re- respond. Yeah, understandable that he didn't respond. Uh, reminds me of that time that we were sitting at a Kiwi League test and we were behind, I think, Isaac Luke's mates from Taranaki and you saw that his mate had bully in like a black vivid written on his arm and you're like, oh, fuck, that might be Isaac Luke's actual cell phone number. And then you wrote it down, put it in your phone, and then you were texting him and he goes, who's this? And you said, why isn't Warangi Korpu? <laughs> That's right. I remember when I went to Sydney once and we were having a few beers, I actually did ring him. Oh, that's right. Gee whiz. And he was like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Anyway. Um, so, Pat, yeah, Panthers are definitely a top eight side for mine. Top four for you? Uh, five, six. You, you you said there was like seven teams that you said were five to eight last week, so you can't say any more of five to eight. I don't know. I haven't written them out of the order. Ninth then. Gee whiz. But they won't win the thing. Okay, well, I, I say that they finish first, and I say that they are grand final, grand final bound. They're in the sort of they're in the last four of the year. For me, very impressive. On to what started out last year as my most hated team, and I did a full three sixty because they were playing the most entertaining football that I've seen in a long time, and I hated with a passion Ricky Stewart, but the team that he assembled and. 
Ricky the GM, if he's pulling the strings and, and making the signings, his blend of English, um, Pacific Island flavour, and then sort of young and up-and-coming, um, what do you call them, Canberrans? ACTNs? What is the plural for? Canber- Cam- a Camberite. A Camberite. He's just got it right. Yeah. The mix of players, the flavour that BJ, Joseph Leilua and Jordan Rapana were oh. playing down the right-hand side. Josh Papali had his best season ever. Um, they just, they got it right. In terms of the movements, uh, they've brought in no one really of note apart from the Coltrane, Dave Taylor, um, noted soft I'm not going to say the C word this season. So noted soft C. Out, no one really. Cecil Wong is gone, but I don't think he actually ended up playing much last year. Anyway, Brinko, lead of the dogs. No. Paul Vaughan's a bit of a miss, but they've got so much depth. Canberra, grand finalists for me. They are a team to watch. What do you think, mate? No, I can't, I, I've got to agree with everything you've said there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sam Bridges just made quite a high shot on Woodup. But anyway, I've got to agree with everything you said there on... Um, uh, the Raiders again. We hated Ricky, and early on we hated Ricky. But Ricky made some good calls, and one of the good calls he was was like Sean Fenson, right? Everyone loves Sean Fenson, but he realised for his team to go to the next level, he had to get rid of like a average guy that works really white guy that works really hard, and that was a t- tough call, and it and it uh, put a lot of people's noses out of joint in the ACT, but it worked, and they were a great team to watch. In fact. They just there, and their balance was brilliant. They're going to be top four this year. Dave Taylor offers them something like he's playing for his career, right? The big fat prick. Um, yeah, I'll take and, that. But, you know, it's, uh, it's up to him now. He's got to he's got to do the job, and it sounds like he's been offered more of a contract. Yeah. Elliot Whitehead on that uh, right side is phenomenal. It's just a good side. Yeah, look, this, you've got to love the way they're playing. They were so unlucky. They went down to Melbourne. They had some injury troubles. Um, and they just lost to Melbourne in Melbourne. And that was the grand final qualifier. Yeah. You've got to love everything about the Raiders this year. Um, you know, they could be a real threat to the minor premiership. I think the Panthers, um, just a little bit more steady. The Raiders do have a brain explosion. Yeah. And they've got Jack Wyden at the back, who I think is the most overrated player in rugby league. Um Oh, anyway. actually, do you know he made the he made the most handling errors last year out of any first grade footballer. He not, is an absolute not, not counting not counting New Zealand Warriors players, surely. No, nah, he did. He beat them because he yeah. obviously we the Warriors like dropped the ball more um, evenly throughout the whole site, but he was just, did it himself. And I mean, obviously, SKD's Four Nations performance didn't count to his stats either. Gee, penis fingers had a shocking. But we no, we didn't cover him last week. Just a quick aside. You, this is the first four rounds this year are a real telling for SKD. If he doesn't play well, I think you could see him jet off to the UK pretty quickly. Um, big fan of yeah, SKD, have been his be whole career. He could be a Frank Norsala. Yeah, he, he needs a good start to the Frank, season. A real good start. That was actually another call. Like, that was actually another call that actually Ricky, and again, we're, we're changing our tune in, but he got rid of Frank Paul Norsala so quickly when he had that brain explosion last year, mm. he put the signal out that he's not going to take any shit. And Nuasal ended up in Wigan. So good on Ricky. Um, you know, he cooled it down to some of the press conferences. You know, it was a big season. Yeah, agree. Anyway, Canberra Penrith, both, you know, your 1991 grand finalists, going to be big again. Next side, Gold Coast Titans, the signings. Jared Wallace, good signing from the Broncos. Dan Sargison from Wigan, never heard of him. I'm hoping that you might be able to um, handle that one. Kevin Proch from the Storm. Tyler Cornish from the Roosters. And Daniel Vito from the WWE via the Salford Reds. Out, 
Nathan Friend, Dave Hallar, Nene McDonald, David Mead, Cameron Cullen, Luke Douglas, Josh Hoffman, Greg Bird, Daniel Mortimer, and Matt Schrama, the Filipino who's retired. Do you know anything about that? Uh, no, I don't know much about Sharma. Titans-wise, again, I really like the way they were just so gritty last year. Mm. When everyone was calling them wooden spooners and the club nearly folded. Um, the hards are going to be interesting. Like, There's a debate about who they're going to start there. Now Kane Algie's back. But Algie hasn't really um, shown too much... Uh, ah, I'm saying arm and R again. Sorry, Tim Cahill. Uh, but... Who are they going to pick in the halves and first rounds? Interesting. I would go with Tyrone Roberts and Taylor I totally rather than Algie. You've got to, you know, make Algie make make his way back. And Tyrone Roberts was one of the big reasons why they made the eight last year. You can't just throw him out. The thing I think counts against Roberts is his versatility. He's actually quite a good bench player, so I think that probably means that yeah. they start Algie and they bring Roberts They, they were bench. playing in the trial today. They were playing Tyrone Roberts a lot at dummy half, you know, yeah. and that, that can be a cruel uh, a cruel um, title to have as a player as like a utility, right? But the other thing is, have you seen uh, Tyrone Roberts' brother, Roberts Davies? You know, he's his from cousin. one of those... I was a cousin. Yeah, sure? Tyrone Roberts Davies is his cousin, the 19-year-old. I saw it on the trial today, no. and the uh, the commentator mentioned it. The Titans have a he pretty looked- good team across the park. You know, you bought in Jared Hayne last year. You bought in Ashley Taylor. Conrad Hurrell started to play really well. And, you know, Ryan James should be, in my opinion, playing for Australia. I don't think they make the eight. You know, Jared Hayne, say what you want about how good he is. The amount of times that he played for the Eels and they made the eight, how many times can you actually count? Two? Three. He's not a winner. He is a great individual footballer, but he's also great at playing when, you know, there's nothing much on it. I don't think they make the eight. I think they're going to be the most disappointing team of 2016. All of you, you know, your rugby league hipsters out there, you'll be going, oh, the Titans this, the Titans that. I don't see them making an impact on the eight, and I think they're going to be really disappointing. Yeah, and I mean, Hoffman, you've got to think, Hoffman's a bit of a loss. He was really good last year. Um, Yeah, I agree. It, it, they're gonna. Hopefully, they get more people at Rabina, but mm. they'll be competitive. But I, I agree with you, and I don't like agreeing with you because some of our fans don't think we agree too much. But Titans, yeah, they miss the eight. Yeah. All right. So the premiers of 2015, the North Queensland Cowboys, in Ben Hampton from the Storm, who lucky to be in first grade, outs Brandon Smith, the heir apparent to Cameron Smith the New Zealand hooker, the young New Zealand hooker, James Tamo, Jarome Hughes, Rory Cosjason, Tao Tao Monga, and Ben Hannett. Cowboys, not much to say there. You know what you're going to get. Class across the park. The Kalen Ponga show will start from round one. I think Winterstein's injured, so I think he'll come in. And is there much more to say about them? They'll be top four, and they'll, they'll be there or thereabouts fighting for the, for the grand final. Oh. Yeah, so I've got them top four. Uh, it'll be either a Rabbitohs, Cowboys, or a Rabbitohs, Broncos grand final, I think. Um, and, yeah, good. So, Kalen Ponga, obviously he's going to Newcastle in 2018, so it's like, like his last chance up north to uh, put put his wares out. And obviously he hasn't pledged yet for Australia and New Zealand. I'm still holding out hope that he will pledge for New Zealand. His uh, dad's a proud Maldi person. Um, otherwise... Is Tamo oh Cohen Hess? Everyone look yeah. out for this young kid. I reckon he's real good, and he showed some glimpses last year. Yeah, I like the I like the cut of Cohen Hess's jib. He just looks like a guy that wants to hurt people. 
Um, he had a couple of big games at the end of last year, but then it did sort of seem to get found out in the playoffs. So I think that they'll try and um, work on his game a bit on the off-season. I like the look of him. He's a representative player of the future. Um, Cowboys, yeah, bit of a no-brainer. They're going to be good. On to probably what you could, if you're a basketball fan, uh, the San Antonio Spurs of the NRL. Um, the best coach that I've ever seen, arguably the best coach of all time, Craig Bellamy, Melbourne Storm. Once again, they have done some good work in recruiting. Josh Adokar, put your house on him being the top try scorer in 2017. Brandon Smith from the Cowboys, who is the young hooker that I just mentioned before. Vincent Lulawai from the Roosters. Jerome Hughes. Riley Jacks, who the fuck is he? Don't know. And then on the He's way out... He's a Canadian international. He's a Canadian international. Really? Okay. Yeah, Jamie Lester mentioned it to us in that Kiwi League WhatsApp forum. That's good banter. Good knowledge from you. Um, and his brother Clark- is Reese Jacks and plays for the Toronto Wolfpack. Oh, good. Yeah, shout out to the Wolfpack and Fui Fui Moimoy has just signed with them. Outs from the yeah, store. He's gotten the same problem as Bryce Cartwright. He's been uh, throwing his stick around too, much, too far, too much like, in the north of England and Toronto. Yeah, Fui, I didn't strike him as a big stick man, but apparently he's got a bit of a reputation for throwing it around, which made me think the, um, the other day, you know, in other sports you've got renowned stick men. You've got, you know, I started to think Brian Lara in um, cricket. I think there was a story that I once Prince, heard. The Prince of Trinidad. Yeah, the Prince of Trinidad. I heard a story once in Christchurch when he was there for a one day, and he had towered up um, a young lady, and he was um, stayed the night at a flat of those four blokes there. And the next morning, he was playing in Dunedin, or he had to get down to Dunedin. So the four blokes said, all right, well, we'll take the day off uni. And they jumped into the car, and they drove Lara down to Dunedin so he could get there in time for the game, which is um, probably banter, but at the same time, a great story for the listeners. You know, Wilt Chamberlain said that he bedded 10,000 women in basketball. Boris Becker, big tennis man, big stick man tennis. And apparently Vicky <laughs> Wilson in netball was a big swinging clit and she used to really um, get out and about. Who do you Body. think Who do you think would be the... Uh, who's the stick man of the NRL? You know, Sonny Bill, I well, thought Scott if he had a... Well, Scott Minto was a big one back. Scott <laughs> Minto when he was playing for the Broncos for <laughs> the Cowboys. Uh, but then, uh, then obviously Trent Barrett was. Um, yeah, and, but he's... I mean, who's, he's who's the one that's playing man. now... Well, Jared Hayne, the big religious man, got that chick pregnant um, outside Wedlock. Uh, yeah. So that, he'd have to go up there. Then you've got your other Mitchell ones Pierce like... Mitchell Pierce was with um, a pussycat doll for a while. You know, that was half yeah, interesting. Right. Um, and then the girl in the yellow dress and then before he started finding canines more attractive. <laughs> Who is? You know, and then... Jack I reckon well, Matthew Johns was Matthew Johns slightly. Nah, he's... Nah. I think he's... For me, it's DeBellin. I mean, if, if the eighth immortal, Andrew Johns, he, he finds him extremely attractive. He said he loves to look at Jack DeBellin, and from all reports, he likes to throw it around. So um, Yeah, but Crib, you know, a mate of ours, Ryan Cribbs, likes to slag his eye off. He means he's got a bang, bang eye. That's the second time in a row we've talked about bang eyes after uh, Joshy Maguire last week. But <laughs> interesting one, maybe for the listeners to have a little think about who, do, who they think would be the biggest stick man. Um, back to the storm. You know, no brainers. They're going to be there, thereabouts again. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very hard to tip against them, as I have. I love Dale Finnecane. <laughs> Finnecane, yeah, good. He is, he's a solid player, and apparently the Knights are looking hard at him. Um, the Knights are the favourites for the Wooden Spoon. 
They are almost is unbackable favourites. Is Billy Slater play this year, though, Rehada? I think I, he does, doesn't he? I just think he's going to be... He's not good enough. Cameron Munster's too good. What I, do you mean Billy Slater's not good enough? Some people say he's a better fullback than Clive Churchill. He was, but he's 33 years old now, Yeah, mate. hang on. You've never seen Clive Churchill play. I was just about to say these people didn't even see Clive Churchill play. I don't, I've never seen Clive Churchill play either. What I have done is so, seen Billy Slater. You know he's better than Clive Churchill. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying that Slater now is toast. He's, he's damaged goods. He should just be an assistant coach under Craig Bellamy for a couple of years and then end up coaching probably the Dragons when Mary McGregor gets... Look, he... Cameron I, reckon, I, reckon, it's just, I reckon he could play Origin this year. Slater? Yep. Who we're hit of? Well, who played fullback last Darius. year? I don't really watch Origin. Darius. No, he's he's good, though. Well, then you move Darius back to the wing. Fuck. Ngangai. Ngangai drops out. My wife... We were talking about names for our boy, and my wife brought up Darius, and I just said, cannot. Every time I go, hey, he goes Darius, my little son. Everyone will think of Darius Boyd, such a polarising figure, so... Um, I know. Shot that down very well, quickly. Interesting you're on that subject, because uh, I think most of my closer friends know, and everyone in the world... Well, not everyone in the world, but I'm just in, my wife's actually pregnant with a second one, which is a boy. Ooh. Now, I have suggested we name him after my favourite rugby league player, Greg Eastwood, and call him Eastwood. And it's all, it's, it's nice. getting a bit of traction, it's you know. Bad. It's getting a bit of traction. Yeah, and then bad. I was at I was at Alexi's uh, for dinner the other night, and someone said, "Well, Kanye West called their kid North." Yeah. And then if they'll just Eastwood will just get shortened to East. That's nice. And it has a real bit of flavour to it too. So I could see him being a um, an oversized uh, dummy heart. Uh, sorry, six come f- um, number thirteen in, in no time. Um, such a unique player, Greg Eastwood. Back to the Knights. Jamie Bura, Rory Cost, Jason Kenny Co. Back from overseas. Josh Starling, Jacob Gagan, Anthony Tupo. Whew, name from the past. Jeremy Smith's gone. Jason McManus is gone. Kane Snowden gone. Robbie Rocco, Akia Uate, Jake Marmo, Corbin Sims. Knights are going to be bottom three team. Anything to say about them? Probably not, eh? Well, it's hard. It's hard to find anything positive about them. Um, so they got Rory Cost, Jason, who apparently won't play for the first six weeks because he can't talk or something. He has to have surgery on his larynx from a trial injury. Um, and then that oh, Jalen Feeney, gee, I don't like him. He just looks like a, uh, I don't know, I shouldn't slag him off. He's just, you no. can't start having haircuts like he does before you become a good first grader. Yeah, if you get into first grade, you better have a bloody back, sh- uh, short back and sides. And then once you start becoming bigger than the game and you've played, you know, 30 first grade games, then you can get a stupid haircut. But I don't want any of that rubbish before they get in the game, especially as an 18 year old, which I think Jalen Feeney is. Um, Anyway, yeah. they're a shit team. They're going to be shit for a while. There's not much more to say. It. The Tigers, real sort of ad-lib football, throwing the ball around side that's arguably quite similar to the Warriors in many ways. Jamal Idris is back. Really looking forward to seeing him play. Matt McKilrick from the Sharks. They have lost Josh Adokar, a shitload of other players. Dean Hallettel, Monia Sherrington, Curtis Sherrington, Curtis Sherrington, Robbie Farrar. Chance Penny, Rod Griffin. What do we reckon about the Tigers? Kind of going to be the one Tigers. of those fringe sides again, aren't they? But we just don't rate their halves, though, do we, Rehari? I just don't see Brooks <laughs> and Moses. But I think he's a self-professed Prince of Belmain. I mean, he's just... He winds me up so much, that Moses, and I just don't think he could take a team... 
uh, far. Uh, the forward pack, you got the Suyalaisa Su. Um, who else you got there that really scares you? You got your like Tim Simona's, your Kevin Nagamas. Timmy, Timmy Simona won't be you... playing, mate. He's just been done for punching on his own games, so he's going to be going. And I think that really? Jamar will play for Mier. Read in the papers. Is this inside knowledge? Because it hasn't been on the media outlets. It's all over the um, all over the papers this morning. But what I do think... Okay, and then you got Tedesco. Tedesco's good, though, right? Yeah, I, I came around on Tedesco. He's, he's a good player. But but Moses is nowhere near what people rate him to be. Like, having that ben, Benny Elias influence is getting him too far. Yeah, look, he's, he's well-liked. He came good at the end of last year. I actually started thinking that Luke Brooks was pretty good and Moses was not that great, but I actually think the other way around. I don't think Luke Brooks has done anything to ever impress me. And Tigers... You know what? They're probably going to flirt with the eight. They're going to look good at times, but they are ultimately going to finish. T- Who's their front row? Who plays dummy half for them? It's going to be Matt Ballin or Matt McElrick, oh, yeah. and you're going to have the and front. And then who are your big, big boppers? Oh, Aaron Woods. Woods. He's a good player. I do think that. He's a good club player yeah. anyway. And, and he's, he's, he's played enough first grade to have a haircut like yeah. that. So Sue is the other front row. Yeah, he's good. Last of the teams. But, yeah, they're not going to make the eight. Let's no. be honest. They might finish with, like, one game away from us. They got blew away by Raiders in that must-win game at Leichhardt. Definitely. Last team, Warriors. A lot of people said, obviously, quite a New Zealand-focused audience last week. And this will probably be the most structured show that we have all year because we've actually got a formula that we have to go through every team. But a lot of people said, not enough Warriors chat. We're trying to be a bit more balanced. Warriors, ins, Kieran Furran, Furran, Furran. From the Eels, outs. Raymond Fatala Mariner. Don't know why we let him go. Thomas Lulawai, Sean Lane, who's the big long pubic here that we said last week. Jonathan Wright, the worst players, uh, the worst player in the competition. Um, so you said second worst player last Arthur week. Blake Ashford and Hanari Wells and Burnley uh, from Burley. Warriors. If we can't do it this year, there's something seriously wrong for us. We haven't made the eight since 2011. I'm thinking that the Kearney signing is actually a pretty good one. There's nothing more comforting than to seeing Andrew McFanning running water bottles. It just looked right. I saw it today, and that little sort of pint-sized bloke that looks like Darth Vader when he took his helmet off, looks like a boiled egg, and it just looked right that he was, he was running water bottles on. Stephen Kearney looks as though he's lost 10 kgs. He must have been hanging out with Ruben Wiki running marathons. I just think that Kieran Foran will completely change that Warriors. I think it's the greatest signing in our history, and I think that we're going to finish fifth. Um, if you saw that trial today, RTS looked unbelievable coming off an I know, ACL. he looked really good. And that right-hand side, which And went... he came across in one of the interviews, he came across really well in one of the interviews, so I think he's really embracing the captaincy. Yeah, um, yeah look, I think you're right, but the forward pack, is where do we have the... We have Mannering and... And Hoffman that might be on their last. Do they? You know, when was peak Hoffman? That was five years ago. When was peak Mannering? Peak Mannering was probably three years ago. Yeah, they're I think, definitely I on think the other we, side of it. I think Hoffman's. You could even make a case for not missing him if he got injured. Mannering, I think, still plays well. Bodine Thompson is a good player, and I think he had his best season in the NRL last year. But I still think we need to uncover. A, um, a playmaking back rower. That's what I think was short. The Tohu Harris signing is a good one for next year, but that, that's a, a, a far way away. The, um, the thing I was most surprised about was Foran saying this week that he wants to 
be a long-term warrior. So if that's the case, then we're really well set up for a, for a long period of success. But as you know, the general rule with the Warriors is if you're thinking we're going to go good in the preseason, we go shit. When you say we're going to go shit, yes. we go good. So maybe we have a shit year. I'm, I'm hoping we let, let, Let's put ourselves in Kieran Foran's shoes, uh, Rehari. You're in, you've been in Sydney. You've been playing for a very successful manly team. Um, obviously, Temptation's got the better of you at your um, at that bloke's brothels and that down Parramatta Road. Eddie Hayson. And obviously, your brother Liam has, because he wasn't such a successful footballer, financially, he's been struggling. Therefore, he's fixed, or he's been doing some dodgy stuff around bedding houses. Mm. Or, and then, obviously, it all falls apart when his wife leaves him. And I think that had something to do with Eddie Hay- you know, going to Eddie Hayson's brothels in the west of Sydney, down Parramatta Road. Auckland's a great fit, though, isn't it? Because you are you're a Kiwi. You're sort of well, you're, you haven't. I don't know if he lived. You know, he lived until he was about twelve or something in New Zealand, didn't he? Something like and that. And you get to Auckland as a good, decent rugby league player. Like no one really cares, do they? Nah, you're going to be out. Not many people are going to know who you are. There's not that much to do in terms of nightlife. Um, pretty safe place for for a, uh, a rugby league superstar. And let's just hope that he has a bumper of a season. Um, well, when you remember Steve Price, Steve Price, Steve Price, uh, like long term settling down in New Zealand. I think yeah. he owns like a he owns a supermarket in more. the far north. Why he four square? I think actually why he up why he yep. Beachway, um, in north of Auckland. Um, but look, yeah. Warriors, no excuses. Um, hopefully, hopefully a good season. John, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use this term peak uh, quite a lot this season because I've. I've discussed with a few blokes. I think it works well. We've had been and gone peak Johnson. Was no. that 2013? No. no. This is if there's ever a season for peak Johnson, it's got to be this season. Playing with his first time that he's played with a a really really good sick. Yeah. Okay. I agree. But he's got to tone the haircut down a little bit. I think. I think that he needs less conditioner and maybe a bit more product. It's too flying around in the wind for me. It's too wavy, and I want it a bit more a bit more set. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. More like old, no, yeah, yeah. More but like John Chewin. You know, a lot of gel in there yeah. that you know when there's a a night game and the lights are shining down, you can see the beads of sweat sort of stop at the end of the hair strand and create quite like large bubbles that um, reflect off the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Eon Crossan. Eon Crossan. The only thing Eon Crossan gave rugby league was he brought in the black paint under the eyes. No, he didn't. They used to do that in Origin way back when. Do you know Eon Crossan, when we moved from Inver- Invercargill, he, his family bought my house. Another story about Eon Crossan really? was uh, one time when he was playing rugby for Southland and he, they just lost a game to Bay of Plenty. I was a, sorry, about a seven-year-old ran onto the field after the game to get his signature and he looked at me in the face and said, fuck off. That is just a dog of a. That's a dog that's of a just man. Just rugby union. I know. Right to the bone. <laughs> chilling, chilling to the bone. And I was thinking too about Stephen Kearney. I think, I think David Kidwell, what he's done with the Kiwis, almost makes that actually gives his um, his value as a coach more credence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they fell apart under Kidwell. Mm. Mooks did do wonderful things with the Kiwis, like in terms of getting the team environment together. People still have question marks about his days at Parramatta, but he had a hopeless roster. It he was like the, the Newcastle. He had the worst roster. roster in the last 15 years. I've said that repeatedly. 
and the same roster that Ricky Stewart had, an equally shit record, and he pissed off to Canberra. I don't blame Kearney for what happened in Para, but Kearney, at the end of the day, has got big ups, big ups from Bellamy and Bennett, and I think that speaks highly. Where Kidwell, there's a major question mark, and that's probably not the time and the place to talk about Kidwell. But finishing off the teams... What are you most, you know, we've got we've got NRL football in under two weeks. What do you most want to see from the season this year? Is there anything that you just want, you know, to start happening or something new in the game or what are you looking for? So there's a couple of things, a couple of things. I would like to see a little bit more biff. And mm. I know that's not going to happen, but I watched a bit of the World Club Challenge this morning and Warrington having a tremendous victory against What Brooklyn, a win. They had, there was some good biff. Well, it's not even biff, it's just niggle. And that niggle just makes the game so much better. Um, I think it's something our game has lost a little bit. And I know, you know, all the fathers and stuff out there, like Lee Fife and Sam Denny will be blowing up, saying, oh, what about the kids? But it's our game. It's, it's, it, it, does, it has a bit of niggle. It just makes the next set of six so much more physical. Um, so that's one thing. And I don't want to make, I don't want it to be all it's out. Funny though, like, if you see ice hockey right they actually stop the game for a fight and it's kind of part of the game and there's yep. just such an uproar about violence in the game over here and it, look i'm not a huge fan of oh you know talking up violence a lot but did you do we do need a little bit of biff in rugby league it's what that's it, what it's all about. yeah and I, I mean i don't want i don't yeah i don't want coward shots like danny williams on oh, i can't remember who he cracked <laughs> that on darren center that is if you if you're at home just go on to YouTube and look at the Danny Williams. He got nine months for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is John Hopwadi's tackle, if you could call it Keith that. Galloway. Keith Galloway. <laughs> and John Hopwadi's last just great game. You can Google that too to have a, <laughs> oh, a, a, have a real look. The other thing I, I want to see changed in rugby league is the charge down rule, right? Hmm. So at the moment, if you go and charge down a kick you are under the rules deemed to have played at it, right? Now, I think I was playing... When I used to play league, you had some coaches that were all for the charge down mm. and others that were just like, nah, don't even go for it. It's not worth it. Mm. And I think what it's done is it's changed players now. They attack the kickers even more. Yeah. Like, they'll actually go and tackle and shoulder. Yeah. But if we change the rule to say that if you do a charge down and you define the charge down by the ball leaving a player's foot going in an upwards trajectory, yeah. and you said that that isn't played at, and that if you if the other team gets the ball back, it's still the last tackle. Do you know what I mean? Yep, got you. So there's no incentive to charge it down. There's no incentive to charge it down. I think what you'll have, if you did change that rule, kickers would have to stand further back, mm. and you'd st- and you, and, and in, a, in a funny way, you'd actually protect the kickers from like a lot of the late hits that are going on now. If yeah. you can actually do a charge down, so that's something I have. I really want to uh, see change. And back in when I was playing league, there was different coaches had different philosophies, but I think coaches now have said, "Don't go for charge down," and yeah. that's what why a lot of our kickers and a lot of our kickers are the jewels of our game. Right, we need to mm. protect them a little bit. Mm. Um, two things I want to see from this year: one, I want to see shit teams like the Knights do a short kickoff every single time. I think they're going to get the ball back more than 50%. I'd say it's probably almost 70% you get the ball back, 65 70% you get the ball back of short kickoffs. Um, Why? I know. Well, it's got momentum. It's just if you set up for it, it just, I just, I don't know. I don't have any facts other than I've seen it 
get the team teams who kick short, they always get it back. No, but um, I'll give you a scientific reason why. Because if you're doing momentum, a short kickoff momentum. right, your team running is forward. running with yeah, momentum, exactly, exactly. whereas the other team is standing still. Yeah. So you could argue that that's giving you more of a, uh, say, um, impulse momentum to get up higher than the other bloke. Yeah, no, totally agree. I want to see more of that. I remember one test in the, I think it was 2000, Stadium Australia, Kiwis versus Kangaroos. And the Paul brothers, just every time we did a short kickoff, and we got them back loads of times. Um, I know the Walker brothers are doing it up in Ipswich. I'd like to see that more. And the other one I'd really like to see, why aren't the touch finder specialists? Like, why do people never try and rake off the metres of a touch finder? I want to see, you know, when they get a penalty... Daly Cherry Evans gets the ball and he swings it across to Curtis Surinan, who's been working on touch finders all year, and he boots it 50 metres. There's no reason why that can't happen. Why don't they do that? Why don't they practice that? I know union rah-rahs do slag us off by, look how much uh, ground you get off that. But there's the risk-reward ratio in league. If you miss touch, it's like a dagger to the heart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're never you're never going to try and uh, wind off as much meters as you would in union, where I think the risk, yeah, it's not as high a risk. You know, you just, I know, you just go in there and have a maul in that. But league, it has to be. I agree. I take your point. They should be able to get more, um, more uh, yardage off it. But they, it's sort of between the two. Sort of mm. maybe they could get seven to eight percent more. Yeah. No, fair cool. More, more needed anyway. There's, there's, uh, there's definitely benefits in it. Um, anything else that you want to touch on, mate? Running out of time. Uh, well, yeah, I just wanted to say the World Club Challenge, which you slagged off, um, and you're a, a big detractor of it. That yep. game of football this morning was brilliant, and you could see how much the Poms really enjoyed it and embraced it. Uh, I'm going to stay up now uh, tonight for the Shark Sharkies William game, which is actually the World Club Challenge, and you know. It's still got a place, and and I think you need to, you know, maybe just think a bit harder, take a look at yourself, and think a bit harder about what place it does have in our game. Um, and the only other thing, I suppose, is just uh, giving back uh, regarding the feedback we got from some of our listeners. And one of our listeners, Simon Phillips of Wellington, actually thought we didn't give Fafita enough uh, grief for his behaviour at the end of last year. What are your thoughts on that, Riharry? Yeah, he just carries on like a pork chop. He's not a likable guy. Um, I think that, you know, if you're a Shark supporter, you like him. But, you know, guns to the head, you probably think that he's good on the field. You don't really like him off the field. But on the field, he's been spectacular over a long period of time. Um, not much more to say for me. He was rightly left out of the Australian side for doing that ridiculous support of that um, convicted killer. So... I don't want to give Andrew Fafita too much more um, airtime, to be honest. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, and he's been hanging around with Crims, which I don't think is illegal, but he has been doing that. Um, yeah, but it, I want to say thanks for everyone that's been listening, the first show. Yeah. Uh, a particular shout-out for Kevin Bess in San Diego, who's listening all the way um, over there. Uh, and now we're making it more accessible. Uh, we are always going to try and look at innovative ways to make this podcast one of the more enjoyable ones for you. So if you do have ideas... Let us know via Twitter's probably one of the best ones at yep. legal under slash council underscore um, underscore. We might, uh, under, what did I say? Under slash. Under yeah, slash. Underscore. Well, same thing, isn't it? I guess you, yeah, you're right. Horizontal. Quote, quote. We will be. We were rusty last week, and I think this week also 
being a preview show, we'll be a bit more ad-lib week to week. Definitely go on. Um, I think iTunes will be the best place to um, to get the show. Obviously, SoundCloud. No, nah, not everyone uses the app for you, Harry. Well, okay, SoundCloud then. So you've got two great ways to see no, us. But, okay, if you're an Android, if yeah. you're on Android, I'll recommend that you do podcast, download Podcast Addict. Yeah. And Podcast Addict actually allows you to search the iTunes store anyway. So we well, actually did get, that last uh, night at dinner um, to get our numbers up. I jumped on the phone of a mate's mumsy onto Podcast Addict and um, subscribed to the show for us. So I got another listener. Um, but Take me. Yeah. Anyway, always feel free to email us, hit us up on Twitter, comment on SoundCloud, and we'll be uh, we'll be back next week with a lot more rugby league. Uh, thanks, mate. We'll we'll see you next time. Gotta love your league. Gotta love your league. See you, mate. See ya. Dragons just score at sixteen all. Bye. <laughs>